Welcome to Battered Aggie Syndrome, podcast all about Aggie football. This is our sixth episode, and um, I, I probably shouldn't say all about Aggie football because we take a lot of uh, detours. Um, we always get back on the road, though, but uh, take a lot of detours onto various things, which I have a couple things that um, I just have to get off my chest today that we're... Uh, little worrisome uh, that I have seen in the last 24 hours. But um, anyway, before we get into that, what's up, B-Rye? Not much. B-Rony? Enjoying, enjoying the time off before Thanksgiving. Time off before Thanksgiving. Did you, mm-hmm. um, did you get a chance to watch the uh, A&M versus uh, Prairie View A&M game? No, I didn't. I'm not a subscriber to ESPN Plus, so... Uh, I could not get it. Um, I thought that the uh, SEC network was going to play like a, a replay of it, you know, later in the day or the next day. But I have not seen that. So I have not actually seen the, uh, the Prairie View a game. Just looked at stats and uh, interviews and stuff. So I I used to have ESPN Plus. I canceled it because, you know, five nine nine a month is ridiculous for something I don't use except to watch mm-hmm. uh, 30 for 30 every now and then. But um, I canceled it. We have Hulu, so I don't have – I don't pay for the SEC Plus network or whatever it is. And um, I don't know why, but I just got on to uh, the ESPN app. guess I better make sure I'm not still paying for ESPN Plus. But I could, I could watch the game after – it was like after the – probably the middle part of the second quarter I could start watching yeah. it. And I didn't know if it was one of those deals where uh, ESPN's like, oh, forget it. This is um, out of hand. Uh, we're just going to let anybody watch it now. Yeah, I didn't try. I mean, I, I tried, uh, you know, right before the game started. And it, and it basically told me I had to, you know, subscribe to ESPN Plus. I said, ah, it's not worth it. Well, I can uh, tell you this much. You didn't miss anything. So not sure if you had... Uh, was it FOMO, fear of missing out? I did not have FOMO. Do you, do you get a lot of FOMO in your life? I do not get a lot of FOMO. I mean, you strike me as somebody who just uh, feels like you need to be where the party's at all the time. Stressed about everything. Yeah, no, not so much. <laughs> um, what was it? Uh, Coach Kershaw, one of our favorite uh, coach slash teachers, in high school, what would he always say? Uh, easy. Well, yeah, that, but he was all, yeah. always, because um, I remember people in my AP government class like to talk about the goings-on of high school, and um, I think Coach Kershaw brought me and Robert aside, and he said, uh, guys, y'all don't need to worry about going to these parties or being where the cool kids are, you just need to have enough confidence to know that wherever you're at, that's the place to be. So that's how I live my life. I don't have FOMO. I figure that's good what? to uh, live that way. Yeah, figure if I'm not there, it might not be that cool. I don't know <laughs> if that's confidence or arrogance or stupidity, but yeah, it's really not necessary to put labels on it. <laughs> so, so talking about the uh, A&M game squares, 
Texas A&M, Prairie View A&M, A&M squared. Um, Calzada, I think he was 10 of 14 for like 100 plus yards. He did not look very accurate. Um, and to be honest with you, some of his receivers had to make some pretty spectacular catches uh, to finish the completion. Um, I will tell you that uh, Mushin, Mushin, Muhammad, uh, or Moose as they call him, uh, mm-hmm. whose dad played for the Carolina Panthers forever, um, he looked really good. He looks dang good. Yeah, I was uh, I was curious why he was getting so much playing time. Obviously, I was, you know the stats. You know, he had a lot of catches, and then you didn't see anything from Anaya Smith or um, Demas or um, Chapman. Chapman. Yeah. So but, Demas has an injury, and Jimbo said he's probably not going to play the rest of this year. Um, Chapman and Anias got hurt during this game. Um, Chapman came out in a boot. He wasn't even walking on his foot. So that probably doesn't bode well. Um, Anias, I heard Jimbo say yesterday that he's, he should be good to go for the game. Um, but I think Moose is the second stringer for the position that Anias plays, which if we don't have Moose out on the field against LSU, that is just retarded because – Get your best guys out there. And Anias, I mean, he's good enough. He's a little Swiss Army knife. You can plug him in anywhere. Let Moose play that position. And I think Moose tries to do his best um, Anias impression because he was returning punts. And he, uh, yeah, he changes his jersey to number 86 so that he doesn't, because, you know, he's number seven and Chappelle shows number seven. So if they're both on the field on the punt return, they can't both have that. So he changes his number like Anias Smith does. That's the most ridiculous thing. You'd think we could work that out before the game. And, you know. <laughs> that doesn't seem that hard. But I guess doesn't. everybody wants those lower numbers, you know, nine and below. And I'm curious if you were playing in the NFL football league or college, uh, what number would you be? Would you be a one single digit number? I don't know. I guess I'm a traditionalist, so it depends on what position I I would be playing. But uh, yeah, probably not a single digit number because you know that used to be reserved for uh, you know quarterbacks, and that's not me. Not you. So, if you were a linebacker, what would your number be? Because you're a linebacker in middle school and high school. Yeah, when when it was okay to be small, um, man, it would it would be in the fifties somewhere. In the fifties. Yeah. You wouldn't be like a um, forty-four. I could see you as a number forty-four. No, that just doesn't sound that doesn't sound right for a linebacker. You're gonna be fifty-five, the ultimate um, masculine number. There you go. Now we're talking. What if you were a 325 pound defensive tackle? Are you going to be number eight? No, I feel like you have to be 90 something if you're a defensive tackle. (laughs) What um, do you think it looks weird having these uh, single digit numbers on these 300 plus pound guys? It is a bit weird. Yeah. But I mean, 
it's been this way for, for a while now. So, uh, I'm kind of yeah. surprised that the NFL took so long to get on board with that. Because now they'll let anybody have whatever number they want. You're talking about the No Fun League? Yeah, the No Fun League. NFL Football League. Yeah, that's that's why they uh, uh, took so long, because they didn't want anybody to have any fun. I think um, I would probably be number four, no matter if I was a quarterback, 320-pound defensive lineman, I would I would rock it, rock number four. I I don't have any reason for that, but I just like number four. So uh, you can be forty-four though if you if you like the number four, but you want a double digit, that would still be okay for a linebacker. Yeah, that'd be better. So, um, probably one of the few bright spots that I thought from seeing part of the game is our young running backs, uh, Amari Daniels, who's out of Florida, and LJ Johnson, who's from Texas, both true freshmen. They look pretty good. Amari Daniels, uh, more of the uh, – he's kind of more of the A-chain role. He's, he's definitely probably more impressive than LJ Johnson. LJ Johnson, he's, he's a big guy. He's a downhill runner. Um, he's going to be solid, but I don't think he has as much uh, wiggle and waggle as Spiller does, but I think he'll be pretty good. I think between him and Amari Daniels, they can have that um, thunder and lightning thing going on. Um, and then defense, we're going to lose, we're going to lose, uh, one of those next year. So we got to fill it in. True that, true that the, uh, the defense did pretty good. They, um, so they have a lot of rushing yards. Yes. So they gave up the good news is they gave up seven passing yards. The Prairie View A&M was two of 12 for seven yards, but. The bad news is 147 yards rushing on 42 yard or 42 carries. Um, I think it's, I think you can say that Prairie View A&M is a running team, but nonetheless, uh, you shouldn't be letting those guys go for that much. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, there's no reason that the the team like that should be able to run for, how how much was it? It was like 150 something. Yeah, 147. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no no reason for that. You know, how many pass attempts did they have? Did we hold them? To uh, twelve. There were two yeah. of twelve. But, yeah, uh, and you know, you would have liked to have seen a shutout against the you know a team like Prairie View A and M. So giving up three points is still you know disappointing. It. You know, I was thinking. Well, that's pretty solid performance. We whipped them pretty good but um we won by the same margin that ohio state beat michigan state by yeah and michigan state was a air quotes top 10 team air quotes big time Mm -hmm. yeah um and then really about the last thing i have to say about the game is uh jimbo is pretty happy with the quote efficiency of the game which, what does that mean? Efficiency of what? I, I don't know. I I thought that just sounded like coach speak. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I I just yeah. kept hearing in my head my dad's uh, favorite saying. That's EP. That's expected performance. 
Do you tell your kids that? No, I can't say uh, <laughs> that I've told them that, no. you tell your employees that? No, I can't say that I've, uh, I've told them that either. It's a, it's a big confidence uh, builder, so you should probably just whip that out in a meeting. <laughs> Somebody's mm. trying to impress you with whatever work they've done, and you're like, that's EP. Expected performance. Okay, let's see how I can work that in. And see if... Uh, and just say that's man, that's EP, and see if they ask you what it is, or if they just act like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. If they act like they know what it is, okay, I can try it. Uh, I'm gonna rely on you to optimize that uh, saying. So, yeah, I'll see the, what I can do. That's the word of the day around all you engineers, huh? All day, every day. Uh, yeah, we like to optimize everything. That's, that's a- that's a pretty good fair uh, assessment. At the end of the day, you just need to make sure it's optimized, right? That is accurate. Or you could say ultimately, because that's obviously one of my pet peeves. At the end of the day, I don't ever say that unless I'm on here. Yeah. And I apologize to all um, 12 of our listeners that may be insulted by that. <laughs> I mean, I really do because, I mean, it's our good buddies that listen, uh, which we are very thankful that they do um, because I'm not getting up here just to talk to you, Brian. Oh, I thought you were. I thought you were just (laughs) talking to each other. That was was the whole purpose of this thing. Well, yeah, that's true. But, you know, I'm really looking for fame and fortune. That's what I'm all about. Uh, But I I don't have FOMO. If I get it, I get it. If I don't, I don't. So I'm a little riled up. I'm excited about Thanksgiving, mainly because, um, well, yeah, I like to eat. Um, <laughs> so y'all have uh, any big plans? Um, not big plans. It's the same thing as always. We alternate between families at Thanksgiving. So they come in laws this year. Oh, uh, nobody's going over to Yo Hizzy. That's how I know we're not there. Uh, we're not growing up yet. We don't have to cook uh, Thanksgiving dinner for everybody yet. We're going to uh, have my parents over, my brother and um, sister-in-law. They're going to be in Nolens. Um, and then my wife's family, they're going to be in Florala, which is a little town on the border of Florida and Alabama with um, my mother-in-law's uh, brother and, and his wife. So, uh, they asked us to go to Florida, which I thought about it, but then I thought, I'm going to have five days off. I don't need to spend two of them in the car with our two-year-old that likes to scream. Yeah, and that's that's screaming maybe once every two hours with watching Peppa Pig, and I'm listening to Peppa Pig and, uh, and or um, Daniel Tiger, which he's he's okay. So... Um, yeah. I was going to ask, what is, uh, what's your favorite food for Thanksgiving? Yeah, I'm not a big uh, turkey fan. Me neither. Uh, it uh, doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. So you should go ham for, for the meat. Um, yeah. So I like that. And then, um, you know, the, the casseroles uh, are always good. Like corn casserole, green bean casserole. Those are solid. 
And then uh, for dessert, I'd go with, uh, you know, probably like a like an apple uh, apple pie or an apple crisp. That's where it's apple, at. Apple pie. Do you like to have um, some ice cream with it? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> obviously. You just do straight up vanilla or you do vanilla bean? I'm not sure I know the difference. I think uh, straight up vanilla is good for me. Hopefully you don't do French vanilla. That's just gross. Vanilla bean is good. That um, It's pretty high class, though. So I'm not sure if in your hizzy you're doing stuff like that. But if you want to step up your game, get out some vanilla bean. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I usually just show up on the real picky. I'll take whatever they got. So, so the traditional pecan pie and pumpkin pie are not, um, not up there on your list. I, I, I hate pumpkin. Anything with pumpkin in it, I'm out. Uh, <sighs> pie is pretty good, but uh, not at the top of the list. How did we? How did we live together for like four years and we never knew this about each other? I don't know. I, I, I don't feel like when we lived together, the pumpkin, the pumpkin craze had hit the world yet. Now everything's got pumpkin in it. I I'm agree. For it. I agree. I think in the last 10, 12 years, uh, I think pumpkin has just kind of gone crazy, which I'm all about it. But um, I will tell you, so pumpkin pie is definitely my favorite pie. That, that's my favorite thing about Thanksgiving is pumpkin pie. Surprise, surprise. Pumpkin pie. Yeah, I will tell you. So I was at Costco today. Which, good grief, that place is a madhouse, and it's not even the day before Thanksgiving. It's yeah, today's Tuesday. Thanksgiving's on Thursday. It's just a madhouse. Yeah. It was crazy trying to get in there. Crazy trying to get out. They have these uh, self checkout deals at um, Costco, <laughs> and I'm just like, heck no! I've got a cart full of stuff. I'm not going to stand there at a little 12 by 12 deal and uh, scan stuff. But anyway, so went went in there, they were out of a lot of stuff. Um, the worst part was they were out of my pumpkin pie. Can you Uh-oh. believe that? Now, do you know how to make pumpkin pie yourself? Like you can just make it from scratch or you always have to go somewhere and purchase it. I d- yeah, I don't, I don't really bake. I'll, um, I'll grill meat, but I'm not a big baker. Um, my wife, she she can make a pretty good pumpkin pie, but um, yeah, I, I don't bake. I like to buy my pastries. Uh, I mean, if somebody will make it for me, I'd love that, but um, mm. I can't always get somebody to make pumpkin pie for me every week. So, And little Debbie isn't on the, uh, the pumpkin pie yet. Yeah, she uh, she needs to turn up her pumpkin pie game. Uh, mm. she's, she's no bueno the pumpkin pie but um i will tell you so in the last two weeks um because i i don't like going to costco i hate stepping in there but today i was like and i've got to go get other stuff but i thought okay i'm gonna get me a pumpkin pie maybe i'll get two and um i didn't have any and so i've been trying to try out some other pumpkin pies i got one from trader joe's that was um also got one from heb recently that was okay i give it a six seven it's doable um but the one at trader joe's good grief i don't i don't know who they think they've got back there making it chef boyardee or what but 
you put way too much pumpkin spice in there and um mm. that's gross you you gotta take it easy on the pumpkin pie spices um a little bit goes a long way yeah they can basically put no pumpkin spice in it and it'd probably be good for me if i could hold the pumpkin that'd be good i'll tell you what i do not need to be eating pumpkin pie that is spicy and sweating my rear end off so um i'll be honest with you i had a piece of the trader joe stuff and i i hate to say i threw threw it away yeah it's bad just bad but um didn't um didn't dairy queen have some sort of pumpkin pumpkin pie blizzard or something blizzard did you get on that no i didn't i just stick with the butterfinger but i'm you know i might have to try that out i could you know what i'll do if i go there i'll get a butterfinger blizzard and pumpkin pie blizzard and i'll eat Mm, we'll be on i'll be real honest i'll probably eat both of them but uh <laughs> i'll go with the intention of trying to put one in the freezer and say oh, i'll have this for later but, just uh, it right after yeah so i'll um i'll tell you this in these five days i have off i'll try to get over there to dairy queen and uh, check it out that way i can give you a review here uh towards uh next week on the uh podcast now um i I can't confirm that they had it i just thought maybe uh maybe they did so don't get your hopes up i don't want you to be disappointed if you show up and they don't have uh, a pumpkin pie blizzard like costco didn't have pumpkin pies for you i'll uh i guess i could check out the dairy queen website do they have a website i've never looked at their website i assume assume they do everybody has a uh, has a website yeah so at Costco today, um, I mean, there's good people watching there. Um, I feel like on every aisle, they had those uh, little old ladies passing out food samples. <laughs> and uh, I'm not sure what one lady thought, you know, she's probably a middle-aged lady. Um, the little old lady's handing out the samples. She's trying to hand her a sample. She's like, no, I don't want one. I don't want one. I just had lunch. I don't want one. Take it and throw it away, or take it and hold on to it till you get around the corner and throw it away at the next person's station. But good grief, we don't need to have a whole dissertation on why you don't need a sample. Just let Ethel hand you one and go on, go about your business. So, but um, yeah, I uh, I don't uh, I don't do any of the grocery shopping, so I don't have to deal with any of that in, in, in many years. I was wondering uh, who did the shopping in your house. So you don't do it. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say you're missing out, but you're not. I can't stand it, but I'm a control freak. So I like to, I like to go get, get the stuff because um, I am, uh, I have a scarcity mindset. So I think that we're going to run out of stuff. And so I get a whole bunch of stuff that I probably don't need. Um, which is why you shop at Costco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which, looking around in that store today, I'm like, good grief, who needs um, like two and a half pounds of peppermint bark? I mean, that is that is just excessive. So, I'm not going to lie, we probably bought that, that much peppermint bark before. You have bought that much? Yeah. When, when, when the wife is 
last year she got into hot cocoa bombs, and I think those are required for that. So, a hot cocoa yeah. bomb? Yeah, it's like a it's like hot cocoa mix inside a like a chocolate shell, and you basically put it in a mug and then pour hot water and milk over it, and it turns into hot cocoa. It's like a bomb. Hmm. That's yeah. interesting. You ever heard of such a thing? I don't know what, what rock you've been living under. They're all the rage, Lee. The weirdest thing I've had like that is um, that frozen hot chocolate at um, that serendipity place in New York City, mm-hmm. which I still don't know how they make that, but it sounds about like that kind of cold, hot type of deal. Yeah, well, I mean, this is basically just hot chocolate. They just put it in a fancy bomb, and they put all these different flavors in there. And when you pour the milk over top, it uh, mixes up for you. So this next week, how about you? Uh, you Have you had one of those before? What, a hot cocoa ball? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she made like, I don't know, 100 of them last year. So, yeah, I had one. Oh, okay. Well, maybe next week you can give your review of that. And tell us where to get the best peppermint barks, Williams-Sonoma, Costco, Walmart, whatever. Um, but yeah, in Costco today, uh, all the crazy people, <laughs> there was this one couple. I feel like every time I came around the corner on a new aisle, they were right there with me. I don't know if they're following me or what, but um, they were hippies. Uh, they were like the hippy-dippy hippies. And... Um, what are Wait, those? How did you know they were hippies? Well, here's how I know. They were, and I mean, it's cold. It's cold in the grocery stores. It was pretty cold. They were decked out. They had like sweatpants on and sweaters up to their ears. But then they were wearing um, those like hiking sandals. What were those ones that you used to have? The Chacos or? Chacos or were they Tevas? Mm, I don't. Which one's more hippie-ish? Chacos? Chaco, yeah. Yeah, we'll say they're Chaco. They had the um, deal where it like looped over their big toe and then it's crisscrossing all over their foot. And I thought, if yeah, you're those, this cold, those you're, those, yeah. If you're this cold, you got, you know, your sweater up to back of your head. What are you wearing sandals for? Where's some closed-toed shoes. Maybe the sandals is their thermostat. If they don't wear those, they've got full, you know, full covering on their feet to get too hot. Yeah. I just, every time I saw them, I just couldn't help but stare. And I'm like, this is, this doesn't make any sense to me, but I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm weird. I don't know. And, uh, yeah, they, they probably are having a similar podcast right now. And they're talking about the weird guy at, uh, at Costco, that was going on and on about not having pumpkin pies and all the people and the <laughs> lines. And... So question, do you think when I couldn't find any pumpkin pies that I just bowed out and said, okay, well, just got to go check out or do you think I asked somebody? No, you definitely asked somebody. I did ask somebody. I asked a um, lovely young lady named uh, Trifonema? Something like that. I think it's like a name of a plant, but it was her name too. And um, so did that. She 
told me that they don't have any pumpkin pies, which what, what is the deal with that? Is that something to do with the um, supply chain business? Like they were out of pumpkin pies or they just weren't going yeah. to carry them this week? Yeah. she And then she told me, we might have some tomorrow, but I can't promise you. I thought, I'll probably be back. <laughs> I'll probably be back. And then uh, there was one aisle. I love going down the aisle with the uh, paper plates and the styrofoam cups and uh, whatnot. And um, <laughs> there was a guy and he was with probably his 20-year-old son. He's like, okay, you got Chinette, you got Dixie plates, you got, and then there's like Kirkland brand, the Costco brand. And um, his son was just staring at all three. And um, I couldn't help but, you know, give him my two cents. I said, I'm a Chinette man, you know. Those things are solid. They're thick. Not going to fall apart on you. Um, you can be eating chicken and dumplings and it's not going to fall in your lap. So um, <laughs> the dad was like, I know that's right. <laughs> so I know that's right. So hopefully the kid made the right choice there. I, I'm thinking of the uh, the progressive commercials right now where, you know, they can't, you know, it's the coach that's preventing you from turning into your parents. And uh, when they're at the grocery store, I'm, I'm feeling like you're, you've fallen into the trap of helping other customers when you don't work there. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. I probably should have told all the people hovering around the um, – they had apple pies and pecan pies. I probably should have told them – they ain't going to have any pumpkin pie today. So uh, what you see right there is what you can get. But, um, you know, maybe we can come back tomorrow. Uh, here, if you give me your phone number, I'll text you if I do come back and they have it. But, but yeah, those Dr. Rick commercials, those crack me up. Those are Do they crack you up because you are turning to your parents? Or? So, and I love that one where... Um, the the guy shopping in the mall and uh, Dr. Rick is like, hold on, where where have we seen that shirt? And uh, the guy <laughs> looks, shirt. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, I'm gonna get it anyway. And um, I like that because if I find a shirt or shoes that I like, I'll get multiples or pants. I will get multiples because. Especially if I'm like, oh, this is like my favorite shirt right now. I'm going get another one just in case I get a hole in this one. So, um, and I, that's probably the scarcity mindset coming back because I'm like, oh, we'll stop making it. I can't get it anywhere. So, but yeah, when that guy was doing that, I'm like, yeah, go, man. You do you. That's, that's a good idea. You'll have a backup because you obviously like the shirt. You're drawn to it. So when that one gets holes in it or, Spill pumpkin pie on it. You can't get it out of there. And then you have you a fresh one. Sounds like we may need to get Dr. Rick on here to have an intervention. Have an so intervention. You any, so you don't get any worse into the uh, reacting like your parents. Yeah. And not ashamed to admit it. Well, a little bit. But um, I have shoes in my closet. Um Leather goods that um, I have not worn yet, uh, but I have for um, future use whenever I wear out my other ones. So, yeah, I remember you showed me those and basically said these are my favorite shoes. So when I see them, I buy them. That way, uh, I have them for years to come. I told you about that. Yeah, I showed you sure those. Did. Would you yeah, like them? 
<laughs> I'm not sure you you allowed me to open the box so I could actually see them, see what they were yeah. like. I think that was going to take the shine off of them, so you kept them protected. Yeah, we got to keep those things uh, vacuum packed under wraps so we don't have any um, leather breakdownage uh, before yeah. I get to wear them. Yeah, you treat so, them like Tom Brady does his footballs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Deflate them, reinflate them. Um, but uh, yeah, so you're not the grocery shopper in your household. Um, nope. So I was going to ask the time. Have you ever even gone with your wife or do you just let her take take it over completely? No, we used to. Now it's just a beating. So now she just does it. Just goes by herself. Has a yeah. Well, uh, she usually does a pickup, so she doesn't go in with the kids. She just uh, orders online and drives up. They live in the back. She gets out of there. But she takes off for an hour and a half, and she's like, "This is mama time." No, she usually has uh, the little one with her, so mm. she does a lot well, of work. Well, I guess the whole curbside deal does take away from. Uh, you know, having to figure out which is the shortest line uh, to get into. Because I'll be honest with you, I'm uh, far from patient and I'm always trying to figure out, okay, which line is going to be the quickest? These two lines are even. Uh, I think I just saw uh, that lady pull out a checkbook. Uh, no, we're not getting in that line. Or um, if you've got, you know, coupon Karen over there. I'm not going to get behind her either because um, the coupons never worked or from the week before or something they've expired. So, um, and then uh, got me to thinking about so talking about the checkout lines. Um, you've probably gone to CVS and buy stuff, right? Okay, what is the deal with those dang receipts that print off for like, Five minutes when you're done, if you if you do the self-checkout line, because you're like, oh, it'll be quicker, um, better budget some extra time for the uh, receipt to print out. I don't even wait for the whole thing to print out. I just rip half of it off and go on my way. Yeah, I'm not much sure, but clearly they've done some studies that uh, it's beneficial or they wouldn't be doing it. They can obviously yeah. save some, uh, some, some money if they uh, shorten those receipts. And if we're trying to save the world and we've got, you know, lovely inventions out there like um, recycled toilet paper, which don't even get me started on that. But how in the world is printing off a phone book each time I go to CVS going to be efficient and um, productive for this whole save the environment deal? Because it's recycled paper? Yeah, maybe. Does... um. I don't think I've ever really paid attention, but does Walgreens print out ridiculous receipts like that? I'll be honest. I can't, uh, I couldn't tell you the one that's closest to our house, whether it's a Walgreens or a CVS. So I'm not sure. I can't even tell the difference between the stores. I see. Um, yeah, I, I need to, uh, I need to look into that. Because that's bothering me now, <laughs> and all all my spare time. Um, so, are you going to be? Are you off the rest of this week? Or are you going to be working? Yep, I'm off. You're off. Well, who's going to build the helicopters since you're not there? Um, 
Well, the the, uh, the helicopters are mainly built in Canada, and the Canadians already have their, uh, their Thanksgiving. Fun oh. fact about Canada, if, if, if America has a holiday, they'll just have a holiday of similar name uh, about the same time here. Like a week before? Yeah. I think their Thanksgiving <laughs> was in like October, but they have something else in November. It's, uh, it's always crazy. <laughs> what? Um, I had no idea. They have pilgrims too? Are these like the same pilgrims that came to Plymouth and they know. just migrated up there to Ontario and Toronto? It, that's a great question. I guess they, uh, the pilgrims had uh, two sets of Thanksgiving, one in October in Canada, and then when it got cold, they came down to America and had the second one in November. <laughs> that's pretty funny. And so our, our kiddos, they have off this entire week. Did we get off an entire week? Of Thanksgiving, I feel like no, we I went to. I don't think so. I think I think we only had uh, like Wednesday off. Yeah, like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. But I felt like we always were in school on Monday and Tuesday. Yes, I could. I'd like to say I could look into that, but I I can't. We should just ask all of our friends, and if half of us think that we got off all week, and half of us don't then I, I don't know where that leaves us but um nonetheless um sticking with thanksgiving do you ever miss getting to play um the uh ut slash tu longhorns on thanksgiving day slash night i mean it is kind of disappointing when you look around and everybody's playing their you know rivalry game this weekend and we don't you know i mean they're yeah lsu is somewhat of a rivalry but it's not not the same as some of these other games, so it is a bit disappointing from that respect. Um, did you did you know that they're doing the bonfire again? I heard that on Texags today. I, I haven't they been, haven't they done it off campus since? Yeah, I guess so, and I guess it's not um, sponsored not by the university. Yes, yeah, it's probably a better word sponsored, accredited by the university. Yeah. I remember we went to the one, I remember if it was freshman or sophomore year when we were down there, and uh, it was terrible. It was, was the it? worst experience of my life. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're not doing this again. We had better bonfires in the back of the duplex than they did? Yes, I, I, I would agree. Those, those uh, little bonfires we do are pretty good up until the um, septic sprinkler would go off when you're sitting back there around the fire. Yeah, I, I thought we uh, knew how to turn those off so we could, or no, we put like a board over top of it or something so it wouldn't spray us. <laughs> Gonna shoot fecal matter the other direction, huh? Yeah, just straight down. Um, yeah. yeah. You, you uh, remember when we when we moved in with our second roommate and, you know, it was in summer and he was mowing the lawn and that sprinkler came on. He thought, "Oh, I'm hot," and he just went over there and just kind of stuck his head in it. <laughs> did he really? I did, I did yeah, not no. know that. Not realizing that it was uh, a septic uh, sprinkler. Yeah, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. That is too funny. I had no idea. I wish you had told me about that back then. I thought you were going to tell me that he was drinking from it, but. Well, he may have, I don't know, but but he for sure stuck his face in it to cool off. I was probably thinking, oh, there's nothing as good as, as hose water. 
Uh, I mean, when we were kids, we all drank from the hose. I don't have a problem with hose water, but uh, septic. No, I'm good. Gonna draw the line at the septic water. Um, I remember we were in college and we went down to Austin with uh, one of our good buddies who went to UT. You remember that trip? Uh That uh, I think out of the five of us that were in that vehicle going down there, we were typically the responsible ones and um, not to go into great detail, but um, we decided to let our hair down. We'll just say that. Yeah. You called me Benedict at one point. Yeah, uh, Arnold. Yeah, we we can't go into that story. We're uh, no. we're sanctioned as uh, quote clean on Apple Podcasts. So um, yeah, I think we we turned that uh, that three hour trip into like a five hour drive. <laughs> I, forgot, I forgot that it took us five hours. We, we well stop like we'll stop every thirty minutes for a pit stop. I'll just say we were well hydrated and um, there were no Bucky's uh, gas stations on the way down. So <clears throat> the woods on the side of the road was as good a place as any. <laughs> right by. Right, right, uh, <laughs> Do what? At, uh, what was that? Uh, it was when we were in Austin. We, I think it was Whataburger. Yeah. We decided to use the restroom right behind the drive to uh, Porter Place. Yeah, I don't. I don't remember that. I don't think that really happened. I think you just told me that later. Well, uh, pretty sure. Thank goodness that there weren't uh, smartphones like there are now. Um, and then, God, to think back to that that uh, two days, like we didn't have hardly any sleep. We um, we weren't eating and drinking right. Uh, we'll just say that, and. Um, I mean, how do how do you do that when you're young? If I go to bed now after midnight or one a.m., I wake up the next day and I, you know, I haven't had a beverage in you know weeks, and uh, I feel like I have a hangover when I wake up the next morning. This is just getting old, but I like to put a kid on the well-oiled machine. It doesn't take much to to get me out of sync. So yeah, you gotta keep it keep it running smooth um and talking about that little trip i'll never forget uh i was in um our buddy's room and uh i was probably trying to go to sleep i don't know i don't know if i was upset or something just wanted to be by myself but um nonetheless i was in uh robbie's room and someone came in there like what are you what are you doing in here who are you they're like, oh, I just need to use this computer real quick. And I sat there watching. And do you know what they did? No, I do not remember. They they got their, you know, digital camera. And uh, they up they were uploading their photos from the uh, party that was going on currently. Um, they're uploading their photos from the party onto the computer so that they could post them onto Facebook. And I remember thinking at that point, um, if, but if you're having so much fun at this party, then why do you need to immediately upload your pictures to post them onto Facebook? 
you must not be having that much fun. So that's one of the reasons that I still to this day don't like to post pictures. Although I know with smartphones, it's instantaneous, but I made a uh, promise to myself that I will be so busy living my life. I won't have time to uh, try to, you know, make other people have FOMO. I'll just tell you about it on a podcast later on. Yes, that's, uh, that is pretty sad that you, you left the party to upload pictures to Facebook. Yeah, I mean, I was in thing, and this person comes in here interrupting me and interrupting my uh, pity party and trying to upload pictures to Facebook. I'll never forget that. Um, I was also going to ask, so I talked about the A&M UT game on Thanksgiving. What, uh, what was your most memorable Thanksgiving, and I'm specifically talking about like Cowboys games and uh, and A and M games on Thanksgiving. Hmm. That's a good question. I, uh, you know, I didn't grow up an Aggie, so I didn't have a lot of growing up, and then the games when we were there were pretty forgettable because uh, we lived through the Coach Fan era. Well, although he, he did somehow manage to always beat Texas. I think even that time that we went down, uh, I think he ended up winning when we were a terrible team. It was like he, he, uh, he like game planned the entire season so that they would peak right there at the Texas game and not give anything up and uh, be ready to play for that Texas game. Um, he, was, he was awful. Did he, <laughs> did he coach anywhere after leaving A&M? Yeah, he, he coached. Uh, I can't remember somewhere, somewhere in Texas, like a, a smaller. Yeah. Oh, did smaller he go to Texas State? Was he a Bobcat? Yeah, it may have been Texas State. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's a Texas State I, Bobcat. Because I think it was a big deal. Because you know, as soon as he had a different another job, we we got to stop paying him. Mm. Um, that was part of the buyout. Which I'm going to come back to the uh, amount people pay coaches that they let go and then what they're paying their current coach here in a minute. But um, before, I, for, before I, the thought leaves my brain, um, I think probably one of the more memorable games had to be that uh, A&M, or sorry, Cowboys versus the Miami game when um, we blocked a field goal and it was snowing and Leon Lett goes down there. And, oh, yeah. He's going to pounce on it and ball squirts out of there. That was, that was bad. Yes. My, uh, my wife, she said that Leon Lett had a cousin in her class and all year he kept trying to tell everybody cousin, nobody really believed him. And then after that game, um, I think he got uh, pretty ridiculed (laughs) after that. But, um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good one. And, um, I mean, I guess I grew up thinking it was normal to have the Cowboys and the Aggies on Thanksgiving. And I thought, well, whoever else other people like is probably playing too, but that's not the case. And um, I always loved John Madden talking about that, uh, that turducken. With, um, turducken yep. Have you ever had one of those? No. Have you... Um, have you ever fried a turkey? I haven't. 
I've done it a couple times. It's it's a little terrifying, especially if you uh, any listeners out there, YouTube um, frying a turkey not completely thawed or frying a frozen turkey thing turns into a bomb. Mm-hmm. Ice and hot oil, not good. Apparently combustible. Yeah, but yeah, one those- of the things you learned. Uh- when you're camping, because you got uh, some hot oil in a, in a Dutch oven going, you threw some ice in there, and yeah. Was, be, uh, was, this, was this a pseudo experiment in your Boy Scout camping trips? Yeah, I don't think it was so much an experiment. It was just, hey, this is going to be awesome. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, talking about the turducken, I had a client yesterday telling me um he was going to cook a turducken and i've known him for a couple of years now he's from uh california which i mean it's neither here nor there but um i noticed yesterday he came in and he had his toenails had his toenails painted um and it was like really intricate designs it was red white and blue and um I was talking to the ladies at my work today. I was like, did you see that guy's toenails? And they were all just like, yeah, they looked really great. I'm like, what? (laughs) They looked great. And uh, one of them said, yeah, the the design he had on his big toe was um, the symbol for his dojo. Which I don't know if a dojo is judo jiu-jitsu karate uh we're just gonna say martial arts yeah martial arts um which anyway i thought probably not gonna say anything to him about it because he looks kind of like a cross between chip Gaines and chuck norris he's he's a pretty muscled up guy but i remember thinking what in the world and the, the ladies i work with they were telling me that um I guess a lot of guys do that. And I, I didn't know that. I, I mean, you don't, you don't paint your toenails, do you? No, I do not. Okay. That's good. It's going to say, ah, I know now that you don't like pumpkin, but I didn't want to know that. But um, <laughs> so I was Googling that today. You know, if that's a thing about guys painting their toenails and fingernails, I mean, I just thought it was like a gothic kid thing, painting your nails black. But um, Googling it, and I found an article on Dollar Shave Club, the uh, you know literary masterpiece that that website is. But um, they said it is a thing. And they said it goes back to Babylonian warriors painting their nails so that they would be more fierce in battle. Yeah. So... 3,000 years ago. The I've seen it is, uh, you know, catchers. They will paint their fingernails, uh, you know, colors so that you can see see the sign. Who does? We talked about it, uh, catchers in baseball. Oh. Yeah. Not, um, did you ever look and see if Kendall Bryles paints his nails or if he just does the tape? I think it's maybe tape, but yeah, he, he may have the same sort of concept where he's trying to make everybody can see all his fingers so you have you have a daughter and i was told by women i work with today they said um oh 
you've got two girls. They're, they're going to be painting your nails. And, um, and then they also proceeded to ask me if whenever, if, or then they said, when I go to get a manicure and pedicure, um, which I'll be real honest, I've never gone to have one of those, but they said, when I go, and I said, I don't go. They said, well, if you go, would you let them put a clear coat of polish on your nails? I said, no, no, I wouldn't. Well, and the um, purpose of a clear coat? I don't know, to protect your nails from, uh, I was so disturbed by the whole thing, but I don't, so I, don't I guess so. I guess so. They look cool, but they're like, well, you have daughters. You're probably going to have to get your nails painted. And um, since I was so upset about it, I had to talk to my wife about it. And she's, she assured me she never painted her dad's nails. So, uh, so I'm not going to do that. Are you going to let your daughter paint your nails? I, I, I don't plan to, but, um, you know, things happen. <laughs> You're like, you, you've got, uh, you got little brothers. That's what they're for. Go paint their nails. No, we don't, we don't need any of that either. Yeah. Paint your mother's nails. Yeah. And then the women I work with, they, they told me they, they were like, well, I mean, it's, it's for, you know, guys do it that are secure in their masculinity. And I thought I'm secure in my masculinity, but I ain't painting my nails. And, um, and then one of them also told me, she was like, well, it's just another way to express yourself just like a tattoo or something else. And I said, do you know how I express myself with my words? I use my words. Like we're trying to teach our two-year-old to use your words. How'd that go over? She just kind of, I don't know if she rolled her eyes, but I think she might have. She's uh, 19 years old. So I just, I, I can't figure out what people are doing these days, but um Anyway, so let's go from talking about painted toenails and guys to the uh, LSU game. Um, and this being Coach O's last game, Coach Orgeron. And uh, can you um, can you do a Coach O impression for us? I cannot. I do, I do not have a good uh, Coach O impression. So Cajun. our two-year-old, she's always getting the remote. She hits the closed caption button, and I can't ever – takes me about 15 minutes to figure out how to turn it off. But um, so anyway, closed captions on our TV half the time. But I can imagine if you were to have Coach Orgeron on TV, it would be like uh, inaudible mumbling, dot, 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 go Tigers. You, you remember that uh, that show? I think you, you turned me on to it. Swamp People, is that what it was called? Swamp People, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where they were speaking English, but they thought the subtitles because uh, couldn't understand a word they were saying. That's what I equate uh, Coach O to. Yeah, he. I mean, he just says something inaudible, and then go Tigers, go Tigers, go Tigers, and uh, and I think it looks like he's constipated, and his face is bright red. Layoff of roids. That I don't know what, but. Um, he doesn't look healthy. We'll say that much. He doesn't sound healthy either. He's living his best life, though. <laughs> He's living his best life. That's for sure. So out of uh, the most recent two LSU coaches, Les Miles or 
Coach O, who uh, who do you think was the bigger character? Oh, I think it's Coach O. I mean, Les, Les Miles was a bit eccentric, but uh, he, uh, he didn't seem that far out there. Did you um, did you ever watch any of Les Miles' uh, press conferences? Yeah. He would go into a soliloquy or monologue about the most random stuff. And it's funny, after watching a few of those, when I would see him eating grass, I thought, oh, that's actually, that seems a little <laughs> bit more normal um, based on the things that come out of your mouth. So, um, Sounds like a yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which, um, talking about the coaching carousel with LSU having an opening, USC, Washington. Did Miami fire their coach? Yeah, Florida. That was the big one I was going to. Did Miami fire? I don't think so. I don't remember seeing anything about uh, what's his name. Were you you shocked that uh, Dan Mullen got the boot? I was shocked. I think uh, what he said uh, four years. I mean, he's been there as long as Jimbo's been at AM, and and uh, you know they've been pretty well, except for this year. And uh, yeah, I don't know I who was, they're going to go after, but uh, yeah, which you know when it comes to um, the Florida and LSU job, I think those are the two premier spots. Which um, you got your video as well. Well, out of those three, which one do you think are the best two? Um, but then out of those two, tell me which job you think is the best one. Give me your three, two, one. Third best, second best, first best. I think third best is USC. They just, you know, just the whole pack has been down and USC has been down for forever. Third um, best. Third best. Second best. I think I'm going to go with Florida and then first best LSU. LSU. Now, out of those three, where would you prefer to live? I'd probably go with Florida. Florida, yeah. I think think USC would be number three for me. And, I mean, they're – last year I was surprised that the Pac-12 played any football at all. But um, they're over on the left coast. They don't even seem like they care to play football anymore. Um, it's just they're bad uh, from Washington on down to California. But, yeah, I'd say USC's third. I would say LSU is number two, um, and I'd say Florida's number one. And the reason I say Florida's number one, I think that they have um, uh, more – they have they have a lot more talent in Florida, in my opinion, than Louisiana does. Of course, in Florida, you're competing with Miami and Florida State, Georgia and Alabama. Everybody who's coming in there trying to take kids in Clemson, um, Louisiana, you're the only show in town. But um, I and then as far as living somewhere, I think I'd probably prefer to live in Florida, Louisiana. The um, trips that we've made there. I feel like all that road construction equipment is typically sitting there not being used more than I have seen it uh, with workers working on it. So I'm thinking eh, this state doesn't seem like they're quite as on the ball as they ought to be. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no offense to anybody out there who grew up in Louisiana or lives in Louisiana or anything like that. It's, 
it's a fun place to go visit. That's for sure. But um, well, not for you. So I, I heard a rumor that um, Kendall Bryles or Kendall Jenner, as you like to call him, uh, Ken, Kendall Bryles might be going to SMU because Sonny Dykes at SMU is probably going to go to TCU. Have you heard that? Um, I'd heard, you know, Sonny at the TCU. I hadn't heard Kendall Bryles to, to SMU. And, um, and then I was hearing somebody talk about Dave Aranda going to LSU which this, um, I think it was a national reporter, he was talking about covering LSU after the national championship game that they won. And uh, he said, it was the strangest thing. He said, you know, they're all celebrating. They, you know, people are pouring out of the locker room and there's just smoke billowing out from all the cigars. You've got Cocho running around without a shirt on. Um, OBJ's running in and out both smoking cigars burrows coming out with two cigars and then here comes dave aranda he's wearing like a three-piece suit all black carrying a briefcase walks out completely silent with his head down and just walks down the hall and leaves and um he was like that is one strange cat i don't know if they want him back at lsu but i hadn't heard that story before yeah, I think he's he is a bit odd. I mean, I think you can tell that from just his on field demeanor. Um, but hey, can't argue with coaching. His defenses were always really good, and uh, he's done pretty damn good there at, uh, at Baylor. So, do you think? It seems like right now, as far as coaches goes, is uh, Lane Kiffin. Everybody's like, is he going to go to Florida, LSU, or back to the U? Um, what do you? Well, I say back to the U. He was at Florida Atlantic, but uh, I think he would be pretty well suited to go to Miami, be at the U. Um, but out of those three schools, I think the two Florida ones, to me, seem like they would be the better choices. Yeah, I would agree. I, I'm just happy to see him leave the SEC West. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm all about that. And then I heard a rumor that um, Jeff. Levy, uh, the current Ole Miss uh, offensive coordinator, would probably be promoted to head coach. And that he's told people that um, he doesn't care about being politically correct. He would hire Art Bryles, the dad, uh, as his offensive coordinator, which I guess if you're going to do it, Mississippi's probably as good a place as any to go do that. Yikes. I'm not sure he's prepared for the. Uh the hot water that comes with that one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And talking about the university of Miami um, and talking about the 30 for thirties, I think out of all of those I've watched, I think the two or three ones that they did on the U uh, I think those are the best ones that they've done. Would you agree? Do you concur? Yeah, those are good. I also like the, uh, the Tony excess. Um, where it seems like mm-hmm. all the 30 30 are really good, though. So, I would agree on the uh, pony excess. So, my dad was a um, manager on the football team right around that time, late 70s, early 80s. And I remember after watching that uh, 30 for 30, the pony excess, I asked him, I said, Is this really what it was like? And he just kind of looked at me and said, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, it was like that everywhere. And he said, um, 
when they would go into the locker room at halftime, he said there would just be piles of cash coming out of uh, the players' lockers. And I guess the big boosters would go down there during the first half and put a bunch of money in there. But um, sounds to me like the money then probably doesn't even compare to uh, or the NIL money now at this point doesn't compare to probably some of the money that they were making back then. Yeah, it's just legal now. Yeah, didn't uh, means they have to pay taxes on it. Yeah. Didn't Tony Casillas for the Cowboys, didn't he say he had to take a pay cut? When he left OU to go to the NFL, <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's not surprising. <laughs> I thought that's that's pretty good. And then, so talking about the coaching carousel, are someone and Tom Herman coaching anywhere, or are they just on their um, couches collecting their uh, buyout? Yeah, ESPN actually had a good article about this. Uh... It was, uh, they summed up all the dead money, as they were calling it, basically payouts to, to coaches. And they had it broken down by like a uh, school who was like, you know, the worst at it. And then the coaches that, you know, were being paid the most. Um, and I think someone was pretty high up on the list because he's, he's still getting, well, I don't know if he's still getting paid by, by us, but he's also now getting paid by Arizona. But, um, <laughs> we need to get into the coaching game. I'm telling you, uh, what's his name from uh, South Carolina? I can't think of his name. Muschamp. Muschamp. He was the highest on the list because he had a big buyout from uh, Florida, Florida and a buyout, and then one from South Carolina. Um, you, you just need to try to convince a few people that, um, hey, I'm good. Get a couple of big jobs. You yeah. Know be terrible and you're going to be set for life. Your kids are going to be set for life. Uh, you know, I remember most champ, he was coaching waiting at, at Texas for a while, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he went to Florida, did yeah. terrible there. Then went to South Carolina, did terrible there. And now he's an assistant at Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah. But he's, he's making just as much as top coaches in the, in the, in the league with those uh, two buyouts. <laughs> Yeah, and I uh, heard that um, UT. What did they buy Herman out for? Like twenty million, something like that. Fourteen million, and then they're paying Sark like eighteen million over how many years? And um, about to fire him in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, and they were like, "So you're paying almost sixty million dollars, fifty, sixty million dollars, and what do you have to show for it? You, um, you, you basically just have." Uh, a bunch of whole, a whole bunch of losses and uh, some fun uh, clips on YouTube. Any press is good press. Lee. Did you hear Sarkeesian's uh, comments uh, yesterday or today? Um, or have you read anything about that? No. He said. He said. Um, I guess somebody was asking him about um, their season this year and how bad it is, and he said. Uh, that um, he was like, yeah, you know, this is my first year. He was saying, yeah, since this is my first year, you know, it's not that not that big of a deal. Um, he said, but if I were in my fourth year and I've lost three or four games and people expect me to compete for um, conference championships and uh, I'm nowhere close to doing that, 
He said, then it'll be a problem. And he didn't name any names there, but you, you've you got to think that that was a shot aimed at um, Jimbo in Texas A&M. Hey, well, he'll have his chance in a couple of years when he joins the big boys and has to play uh, that schedule every year. Yeah. yeah, when I was hearing this, I'm like, you lost to Kansas, bro. You lost to Kansas. And we, we ain't talking about Kansas State. We're talking about Kansas. <laughs> He and as um, he wants, but uh, you have to, you know, you have to play the big boys eventually. Yeah, that that was what I thought exactly. You better put your big boy britches on when you get to the SEC, and uh, you don't have Nick Saban's players um, playing for you. We'll we'll see how you do. And um, I think that his record yeah, is remember like. That, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, remember remember that Arkansas team you lost to? Yeah, they're. Um, they're fifth in the SEC West. Fifth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I won't, I won't say too much of that because we lost to them, but. Uh, yeah, we did lose to them, but, but you know, it's going to be hard to compete for a conference championship when you uh, lose to the fifth place team in the league. That's true. Yeah. And they got stomped. They got absolutely stomped. That was not a game at all. We, I mean, we went down big early, but the fourth quarter is a one-touchdown game. So, um, but when he's talking about the fourth year, I'm like, are you kidding me? You are going to be lucky to get to your fourth year. You're going to be lucky if they don't fire you at some point this offseason. But um, I just, people save that clip <laughs> to remind him of that. Um Good grief. So talking about Arkansas, do you think if Arkansas or Ole Miss were in the ACC or the Big 12, would they win those conferences? Mm, I, don't, I don't think the Big 12, because I think, um, you know, I think Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, you know, and they were pretty, pretty good teams. Um, I think in the ACC, that might be a different story, because obviously Clemson's down and the rest of the league is, is hot garbage. Uh, so yeah. they have a better chance in the ACC. I think I think Ole Miss would. Um, I think they would probably be conference championship in the ACC and Big Twelve. I think Arkansas probably the ACC, but I don't. I agree with you. Probably not the Big Twelve. But um, I mean, Sark better watch out. He might be in last place in the Big Twelve. I mean, I mean it's they, hard to argue with. You lost to Kansas. Yeah, you lost to Kansas, bro. <laughs> so getting off of uh, Sark, uh, which grief, it's like, I mean, I don't like the whole horns down business. I don't like to talk about them or think about them that much, but they just keep giving us such good ammunition. I mean, we've had Pole Assassin, lost to Kansas, yes, obviously. High rate on the bus. Yes. We got rabid monkeys biting people. And then for him to say you lost Kansas. Yeah, then you lost Kansas. Yeah, I don't think we can uh, say that enough. Which somebody was saying that uh, that was the undoing of Charlie Strong when he lost to Kansas, too. I don't remember him losing to Kansas, but. Yeah, he did lose to Kansas, but that was in Lawrence. This was in Austin. That's true. That does. In Austin. I bet Sark is like, is this bad? Is this is this really bad? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty bad. We uh, 
we don't know if we're going to ask you back tomorrow. Why don't you just sit by your phone and we'll, we'll try to figure it out and let you know. But um, so getting away from UT, going to our SEC rival, quote unquote, LSU, what do you think the chances are that we beat LSU in Baton Rouge? Yeah, so, you know, a couple of weeks back, you know, we were predicting how the rest of the season was going. I said two and two. Right now we're at uh, two and one. So I still don't have a good feeling about it um, just because I feel like LSU is going to be pretty emotional. They actually have something to play for in this game. If they win this game, they're full eligible. Um, it's Coach O's last game. It'll be at night, Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, at Death Valley. Uh, they're going to be pumped up for it, just like Ole Miss is pumped up for that game at, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago. And we, we seem to come in flat, just like we came in flat. Um, to the Arkansas game where Arkansas was all pumped up. Um, yeah, I don't think, uh, Calzada's done anything to make me feel very confident about him. Um, yeah, and so I think he, LSU. He, I was going to say, he just seems completely overwhelmed when he's playing on the road. And I think a night game in Death Valley ain't going to make anybody any more comfortable. And, I mean, I, he can lose it for us, for sure. I mean, he showed us that against Ole Miss, he and Jimbo. But um, I agree with you. I think, um, you know, LSU's going to know that, and they're basically going to, you know, try to have uh, Calzada beat them. They're going to they're gonna be geared up to stop the run. And um, if we can't run the ball, then that's it. Yeah, they're gonna have they're gonna be they're gonna have like nine players in the box. <laughs> just saying, we dare you, we dare you to try to beat us with that guy. And I mean, Bryce Young uh, for Alabama, they held him to pretty low score. I think Bama only got twenty points, and um, because of their defense, our weakness is our offense. So that should go over like a turd in the punch bowl. And they still have really good players. I mean, they're still, they still have LSU yeah, talent. Mm-hmm. The only question I have is, do you think that the kids will quit on Coach O, or do you think that they'll fight for him? Yeah, I, I think that they're going to want to fight for him. Um, and I, well, I, I think the, the start of the game will probably dictate how the rest of the game goes. If they come out real excited and play well and, you know, get up or make some big plays, I think that doesn't bode well for AM, but if AM's able to weather, you know, that quick storm and and score or, you know, make some big plays, then um, it'll probably quiet down the crowd and, you know, kill their their fight for uh, Coach Al. I think I think that they'll fight for him. I think they will, but if we can get up on them early and we kind of take the crowd out of it, like you said. I think we have a chance to get those players to quit. I think any any good reason we can give them, they'll pretty much quit on them. Um, you see, after we played them last year, they had like three or four players opt out right after that game. <laughs> They're like, uh-uh, nope. Going the league, not playing for this joker anymore. Um, so, but yeah, I, I really hope that uh, Jimbo can make it. You know, if he can win on Saturday – he will be three and one against LSU. And I don't think someone beat uh, LSU once in six years. Even in Johnny's year, he had that terrible game against uh, LSU. Yeah, that's, 
That's a big deal. And then I was listening to um, Tom Hart, one of the um, play-by-play guys for the SEC Network this week. And he was saying that um, when they were in Jimbo's uh, office in College Station, I think last year or something like that, but they said that he has a big painted mural of um, the of Kyle Field after AM won that 74 to 72. Was that like 7, 9, 12 overtime game or right. something like that? Seven overtime. Yeah. Seven overtimes. But um, so I guess if – if that tells you anything, I think he he feels like the LSU game is a pretty big game. I think it is. I think it, uh, it, it's going to do a lot for recruiting. This is obviously you know a big battleground there in East Texas and Louisiana for some good talent. And then um, I was also going to ask, yeah, I give it 50-50 chance that we beat LSU. If we were in College Station, I'd say probably 65-35 chance that we beat them. Um I'm still hoping that we get to that three and one mark for November uh, so that we could be nine and three. And hopefully, which this is a couple of dominoes that really need to fall, hopefully um, win the bowl game and, and get to 10 and three because 10 win season, that's still a pretty big deal. I mean, that's, that's pretty good, especially with your backup quarterback all year who, I mean, he could make every throw, but will he, does he? No. No, his accuracy is a big problem. Mm-hmm. I'm hopeful that they uh, they can pull it off, but uh, I don't have the best feeling about it. Yeah, I concur. And um, so to wrap up, uh, talking about some of the games this week, because it's rivalry week, um, I'm going to go through, I've got about five here. Ole Miss versus Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State is favored by one and a half in uh, Stark Vegas. Who do you have there? I'd take Ole Miss in that game. You're going to take Ole Miss? I, I mean, I guess Vegas knows what they're doing. But, yeah, I think Ole Miss is going to be pretty fired up. I think either before or after the game, we should have those coaches, you know, either have like a boxing or a wrestling match with those two. Have you not, have you not seen their all buddy-buddy right now? They're nothing but complimentary towards each other. It's been really weird. Those two guys are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're they're both so weird. They're so yeah. eccentric. <laughs> I guess I guess game recognized game. <laughs> they're like, hey man, you're weird. Yeah, I know. And you know how I know? Because I'm weird too. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's weird, but yeah, they're praising each other. Out of Les Miles, Coach George, Coach Orgeron, uh, Lane Train, Lane Kiffin. And uh, the pirate Mike Leach, who is the weirdest? The rank rank them from weirdest to least weird. I think Lane Kiffin is the least weird. Um, then I'm going to go with uh, um, Les Miles, Orgeron, and then uh, Mike Leach. Which is most, the weirdest? Weird. Yeah, I think I would go uh, Mike Leach, Cocho. Less miles, Lane Kiffin. But it, it's like one A, B, C, D pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're far from normal. So um, next big one uh, would be Bedlam and uh, OU versus Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is favored by four in Stillwater. Um, if 
if Oklahoma State wins out, you know, if they can beat OU and then the Big 12 championship game, um, do you think that they get into the playoff? Well, who, who do you think is going to win that game first? And then tell me the playoff answer. Um, so I like Oklahoma State in that one. Just Oklahoma hasn't looked uh, all that impressive. Oklahoma State has looked impressive. I think their only loss is to Iowa State. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I think they take care of business there. And uh, so if they win, then they would go on to play Baylor, I think it is, in the Big 12 Championship. Uh, they've already beat Baylor. I think they can beat them again. Um, and, yeah, I think if they do that, then um, I think they have a pretty good shot of, of squeaking their way into the, uh, the top four, probably kicking the Cincinnati out. One can only hope. Um, my little brother went to Oklahoma State, and my brother-in-law went to Oklahoma State too. And uh, I like the Oklahoma Aggies. They um, going up to Stillwater. That is a really cool, really friendly place. So uh, one can only hope. And OU, <sighs> terrible. They're these are the worst fans. The luck of the Sooners. Um, anyway, but. Um, so, do you think that there's any chance that uh, Mike Gundy um, goes to coach at any one of those schools that are open? No, I don't know why he would. <laughs> Coaching his alma mater and his pain and his the crap ton. So, I mean, why? <laughs> Come after me! I'm a man. Um, yeah, I think I think I read somewhere that he just got a five year extension to coach there, and he's making. Five million a year. That is a whole lot of Brahms ice cream you can buy. Also, he has a farm there close to Stillwater, which Jimbo has ranches. He has a farm. I don't know why we call it a ranch here in Texas and everywhere else calls it a farm, but I think a ranch sounds cooler. What say you? Yeah, it does sound cooler. <laughs> the farm, it's like, oh, we're going to go milk some cows and plant some corn. But a ranch, it's like, nah, we're gonna go shoot something. Shoot it's some da- stuff, yeah. dangerous, and we got we got have beef a cows. Yeah. yeah, have bon- bonfire. We got beef cows, not those uh, wimpy dairy cows. And and you know, when it comes to a ranch, you're like, oh yeah, there's just wild hogs all over that thing. You hear about a farm, you're like, oh no, they don't they don't make it up there. Okay, so going to the next one, Michigan versus Ohio State. Who do you like there? I think Ohio State's going to slaughter Michigan like they did Michigan State. I I agree. I think out of all the um, Big Ten teams, if there's any one that has the talent of an SEC school, I think Ohio State is the one. I guess, did you see that uh, they jumped Bama in the playoff rankings? Yeah, and I, it makes sense. I mean, Bama hasn't looked that impressive. They're, uh, yeah, they, I mean, what – when do they have it's impressive on their schedule? Now Ohio State has that, that Michigan State win. Yeah, I I agree. I, I think Ohio State's the real deal. And um, I think I think that's pretty legit with Georgia at one, uh, Ohio State at two, and then uh, Bama at three. I still don't like Cincinnati at four. I know they beat Notre Dame. I don't think Notre Dame is good. They just ACC schools. And uh, I really hope that Oklahoma State – gives them a reason to um, uh, not have Cincinnati in the playoff because I think they'll get slaughtered by Georgia. But um, 
Do you think if Michigan loses to Ohio State that Harbaugh will be done at Michigan? No, I don't. I, I think he's he's okay. They've had a pretty good year this year, so he'll be all right. Mr. Uh, Khaki Pants. He's another one of those oddballs. He's right up there with uh, the Lane Train, the Pirate, Les Miles, and Coach O. <laughs> that's, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, I, I could see uh, Harbaugh and Coach O um, having like a beer chugging contest, an arm wrestling contest, and um, trying to squeeze each other's hands to the point where the other person gives up. That would be that would be pretty hilarious. I'd pay money to see that. And then um, what about the uh, the Longhorns and K State? We're not talking about Kansas. We're talking about K State. Think uh, they yeah. can pull it out? And uh, I think Kansas Kansas State takes that one. I agree. I mean, you got to think with those Longhorn players videotaping their coach on the bus, leaking that to TMZ or whoever, that they've, they've got to be pretty checked out. I mean, if you just lost to Kansas and you looked really bad against West Virginia, yeah, I, I don't see that. And did you notice in the West Virginia game that a lot of the UT players kept getting hurt, quote unquote? And it's like those guys are just like, well, I, I, don't, it, I, I mean, don't want to go in there. Yeah, I think um... – that's going to be a problem they deal with this week is, you know, they don't really have anything to play for. They're already at a bowl contention. So why would these guys go with this good injury? Um, you know, they can basically just save up and prepare for next season or the draft, whatever. whatever yeah. I agree. I think K-State wins. I think they win by two touchdowns. I didn't even bother looking up the, the spread on that. I think Bama, I think I saw was like 19 and a half point favorites over Auburn in the Iron Bowl, who do you have um, out of those two teams? I'm going to go with uh, with Alabama. I think just because it's the <laughs> Iron Bowl, it'll be closer. But, uh, yeah, the Auburn just doesn't look very good a lot this week. Do you see that um, Auburn replaced Bro Nix and had uh, TJ Finley in there? Well, didn't isn't uh, Bo Nix out for the rest of the season? He got injured. Oh, is he? I didn't. I didn't hear mm-hmm. that part. Yeah, I don't think it was by choice. Oh, I see. I thought, yeah, sounds about right. Placing that guy, he looks pretty bad. Um, <laughs> I was, I was actually really happy for Shane Beamer in South Carolina. Um, he seems like a really good guy, but I was really happy to see him beat Auburn. Yeah, it, it, I, I think it, that makes that South Carolina win our, our second most impressive win after Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, this is probably jumping ahead, but um, do you think if Alabama beats Auburn, do you think that they could beat Georgia after what you saw Bama look like against Arkansas this past weekend? I think they can, uh, but I think they have to play a lot better. And um, I think Georgia has to have an off off day. Uh, but is it possible? Absolutely. I mean, they still have probably the most talent of anybody on, on the field. Uh, yeah. It's just a matter of, you know, getting everybody to play well together. I think I think Nick Sabe will work some of his uh, voodoo magic and um, keep Kirby uh, from beating him. Um, of course, I don't know, maybe Jimbo's broken the spell and it's going to be the uh, flood, flood will be released. The floodgates flood have broken, the dam's broken. Um, yep. But yeah, I've 
I really think Bama will beat them just because um, Saban, he's just so good at preparing. But but I think Georgia, I mean, out of Bama and Georgia, I like them to win the college football playoff, which I don't, I don't know. Maybe that just sounds like a big contradiction, but I just think they have the people to go the distance. But I think Bama matches up pretty good against Georgia. I'll say. And then I, I, I think it'll be a good game. And then I'm I'm not gonna mess with talking about like Arkansas and Missouri or whoever else or or, or did you want to uh talk about your alma mater, uh Georgia Tech playing Georgia this weekend? They're gonna get slaughtered. They're gonna get slaughtered. <laughs> Do they still run the wishbone out there at Georgia Tech? No, they got a new coach and sleep <laughs> coming to the twenty first century. Uh, they they passed the ball. It was like Army, Navy, and uh, Georgia Tech all run the wishbone still. Yeah, the, the, the service academies and then Georgia Tech. Yeah, I think the problem is, uh, you know, when you run that, that offense for so long, you don't actually have a quarterback on the team. So it's going to take a while before you can actually get somebody who's uh, capable of actually throwing the ball. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Well, um, did I miss anything? No, I think we're at like an hour and a half. So I think we're, uh, better call it, good. call it good. Sorry, I was excited good. since it's Thanksgiving week. So apologize, everybody. Well, you might need a break. Yeah, pumpkin pie. And I'll try to I'll try to get to Dairy Queen and uh, check it out. So that way I can uh, let everybody know. And um, Poor bet. maybe maybe I ought to talk to somebody at Dairy Queen. Um, see if maybe we could get them as a sponsor for the show. <laughs> all right good luck <laughs> they have no idea uh, they, they don't even have to pay me they could just give me free blizzards that you shoot lower and just say a discounted blizzard yeah that's true yeah They're like hey you uh you want some press you you want 12 people or so to hear hear about dairy queen um yeah. well, i'll it doesn't matter it's you know january 3rd we'll we'll talk about dairy queen so anyway all right. Well, hope y'all have a uh, happy Thanksgiving. And uh, if you don't want any pumpkin pie and you have an abundance over there, you can bring me some. And um, let's just hope that Costco comes to their senses and they get some pumpkin pie back after Thanksgiving because we still got December and people eat pumpkin pie in December too. So, all right. All, all right. Be Roni. You be good.